Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Jane Warlow, welcome to the show today. So happy to have you on. Oh, Matt, thank you. I'm really excited for our conversation. I am as well. Just from the pre-show, you've got good energy, you've got high energy, and you've got a great, super relevant for me, and I think for all of our listeners, super relevant topic uh, and topics that we're going to be talking about today. But um, I really wanted to get in. I, I love your backstory, or not your backstory. That sounds like, I don't know, even know what that sounds like. That sounds like it's made up. But, but, but I love your actual story, at least what you put out on the internet. Gosh knows if that's true or not. I'll, I'll ask you today and we'll see. But first of all, is that a Texas accent? Because I don't think it is. Where, where are you? Where? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, well, no. Um, no. So everything's bigger in Texas, isn't it? Well, I'm from this little small kind of country island uh, called England. Yes. Yes. So I'm from the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, but do you live in the States or do you live I in do. England? Okay. No, right. I live in, uh, currently in Columbus, Ohio, having oh. gone via Florida and California on the way here. Oh, so, oh yeah. okay. I, I just always think the accents of, of people that are not from the States are just so, I'll say it the way I feel it, cute. They're just so darn cute. It's just like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like when I travel to other you know countries, I'm sure they're like, oh, that American accent, right? <laughs> they think it's cute. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I always love talking to people with accents and I have had several people um, on my show from the UK in the last month. So I really like visiting. They, they are very pleasant people. I love them. But let's talk about let's talk about how you we're going to get into some even though I'm being lighthearted right now, we're going to get into some deeper stuff today because you've gone into some deeper spaces. So uh, you've been in business. You're a business coach now. Uh, you're the founder of JW International. That's what I'm is that mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah, and that's right. And so you coach CEOs, you coach uh, senior executive teams, you're in the business space, but, but you also bring this whole other component, which I think is super critical. And I think it's becoming more and more relevant in business. And without giving it away, I'll let you walk into what that other piece is, but kind of let's start with, well, let's start wherever you would like, would you, would you like to start from birth or would you like to fast forward to when you were a teenager? Where would you like to start in with your story? Oh my gosh, I think birth's a bit early, let's say that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we haven't got all day, have we? Well, I didn't have the capacity to just kind of chat, you know. So yes. let's start Let's start with my career, really. Okay. Um, and where, when I started my career, um, you know, I did a background. It, so my first degree was in psychology. And mm -hmm. I was fascinated by, um, so this sounds kind of weird, but I was fascinated by healing and how how we had come to get right the the medical profession that mm -hmm. we have today the orthodox medical mm -hmm. profession so that's what I did my dissertation on and I'm telling you that because it sounds a bit left field but it'll mm -hmm. all come together when you start to realize why I'm doing the work that I'm doing today so mm -hmm. um coming out of that I I knew that I wanted to be a leader so I went into retail at first and management and then got into management consulting started mm -hmm. to work globally as a management consultant but was working very much in the leadership and the kind of occupational psychology and organizational space and um, mm. then did my master's degree in leadership and organizational uh, systems and development mm. and mm -hmm. so kind of got this systemic approach layered on and I worked uh, for um, one of the universities in England at the time when it was back in the kind of mid-90s mm -hmm. when the government funding for universities was diminishing in the UK. So at that time, I was very lucky. All of my education was free and that, that was starting to change. And so universities were looking for different ways to bring in income. And they, I was hired as a CEO and um, really without the university knowing much about what they were doing to set up a, a leadership consulting company for the university. Interesting. And yeah, and so this was how I got started. And um, 
um, you know, one thing led to another. And then I ended up like we grew so fast. We were like multi-million dollar, like within 18 months. Oh wow! And we just grew so quickly. And I had this different perspective to what the academics uh, in the university had. They wanted me to recruit all their, um, their lecturers and use them in organizational mm-hmm. life. But having been a consultant and working in, in organizational life, I realized that the practical realities and the intellectual reality of the academic didn't really meet so well. So really? it no. was... <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard that those uh, uh, that those that can do do and those that can't teach. Right. That's right. right. And so that was my first challenge in a way. And so I brought a very different kind of energy, I think, to the work that I did. And we grew really rapidly and had some amazing results for our clients. Then in 1997, so I, I am going to get personal here. My my first husband uh, left me with a, I'd got a five-year-old and a, a six-week-old baby. And during that marriage, I'd been trying to start my own business. But for one mm-hmm. reason or another, it was never the right time. And he didn't really support me in that. So mm-hmm. when he left and I had this six-week-old baby and a five-year-old, wow. even going back to my, my role as a CEO of this consulting company for the university, I couldn't make ends meet because back then I couldn't make the the father pay anything uh, even oh. though I took him to court a number of times mm-hmm. and so I was in this place where it was survival mm-hmm. so I started my own business now here's oh, what happened mm-hmm. I had golden handcuffs so I which meant that so in the yes. UK what it means is you can't work within a 200 mile radius yeah, of non, where non, the university yeah, we, was non-compete yeah. Yeah, we call it the same right. thing here. We we call it, the, but I've heard golden handcuffs a lot. But yes, you you had to sign a non compete. Yeah, right. I did, and so what I had to do was that flung me. I was in quite a rural part of England, and mm-hmm. it flung me out of my comfort zone into London and the ex, mm-hmm. the Greater London area. Mm-hmm. And so I then suddenly started working with bigger brands, um, mm-hmm. all on my own, and started working pan European very quickly, and then mm-hmm. into the global space. And I was one of the first women in that global space, mm-hmm. and that was a bit like a trial by fire because suddenly mm-hmm. I had to learn how to work cross-culturally, had Mm. to understand that different perspectives were in global teams now, and then what Mm -hmm. did that mean for leadership? So doing a lot of research and studying and really unpacking that along the way. But we also, that business was incredibly successful. Mm. And it was a little bit, if I'm honest, Matt, it was a little like riding a wild elephant through the jungle. I was kind of going wherever it wanted to go, and I was hanging Mm -hmm. on for dear life. Nearly burnt out. But then I met my second husband, we got married, I had a child because he didn't have any children. So we had another Mm. child. Mm -hmm. And during that birth, I suffered a massive medical injury that went undiagnosed for Mm. 11 months when I finally Mm. collapsed in front of a in, in a in a boardroom doing oh a presentation, my. I collapsed and was taken to uh, Imperial College London and finally got my diagnosis. But what it meant was I, I had four years bedridden on opiate medication, wow. lots of surgeries, nothing. Four worked. years. Yeah, spinal cord, kidney, and bladders. I had to sell my consulting company, which oh was gosh. everything you'd expect from a consulting company. It was it was leadership development, a lot of OD work as well, but mm-hmm. a lot of culture change processes. Mm-hmm. We were doing really well, but I sold that uh, mm-hmm. because I was just about my own healing now. I had to mm-hmm. kind of come back to life. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, I was given a terminal diagnosis. Oh, my. Now, Terminal diagnosis. Terminal. By a horrible doctor who told me to go home and make the most of the time I had left with my children. Mm. Those were her exact words. And she was horrible. She had no passion, nothing. And Mm. I sometimes wonder what I would have done if she'd have been nice, because maybe that I wouldn't have been here. But I I kind of fell to pieces. And then I had to get off the morphine and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I started to put together a team around me of alternative healers Mm -hmm. and unorthodox medicine, including a Chinese doctor. Mm -hmm. And what happened then was I started to come back to life. But I want everybody to know this was not a path of certainty. I had no idea I was going to get back to life in the way 
that I am today. And I'm still managing the conditions. I'm not healed, but you wouldn't know it the way I, I'm off all medication. Mm -hmm. And what that did for me was coming back out of that, I realized, so I got a call from an ex-client as I was coming back to life and thinking, okay, I can start work again. Mm -hmm. um, and this client was actually Bacola in Hammersmith in London. It was an ex-client of mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he called me and he said, Jane, I need you. Like, you need to come down. So mm. I came back, I went to London. My husband mm. drove me because what he didn't, my client didn't know was everything I'd been through. So, and as uh, I, can I, because you're in a role here and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to yeah. make sure that I'm capturing it, but I want to make sure everybody else is capturing this too. So, so you sold your company 2004 ish. Is that accurate? Actually, 2002, I sold 2002. It, yeah. Okay. So you sold your company in 2002. That's, but that's when you're, told that your terminal is 2002. Okay. Yeah. And then for, for four years, you're semi or, or you are bedridden on opiates. Is this accurate? Yes. That's okay. with carers, 24 hour carers. That's how ill I was. Oh, okay. So you've, you've got staff coming into your, you've got nurses and nurse aides and all that coming into your home, I'm assuming. Yes. To take care of you 24 seven and you're bedridden. You're an invalid at this point. Is that, is that accurate? Yep. That's wow. And, so, and, and, and I, th I thought that was, but I wanted to make sure that I was dying. Told, yeah. You, you, were dying. You, you were told that you were dying and you, and yep. you were kind of in that, wow, four years that, I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, you went so fast over, it was like, and I was like, I'm like four, four years. years. <laughs> right. And I actually, just, cause you put me back here. Let me tell you a story. Okay. Oh, right? see, so see, I, I knew I was I supposed remember, to bring you back. Yeah. This is why they I pay remember. me the big bucks, Jane. This is why right here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember being in hospital and I was I, so I was in and out of hospital all the time with different surgeries and nothing was working. And mm -hmm. we'd got to a point where the, the medical team thought that they had to remove my bladder and put a modulator in my spine. Now I'm lying in this hospital bed and I'm always cold when I'm in hospital, but they don't have duvets. Right. It's always yeah, freezing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? So I'm lying in this hospital bed. I'm semi-conscious. I can hear my husband talking to the medical team slightly outside the door. Mm -hmm. I can't hear what they're saying, but I have this, this like almost like a spiritual experience. I'm in the mm -hmm. bed and the window is behind me and I can feel the afternoon sun coming on my, on my legs mm -hmm. and the heat of that sun. And in that moment, I knew that I, the light, I knew that I was a body of light. My cells mm. had light in them and the light mm. was dimming. Mm. And I knew I had a choice. And the choice was, do you want to live or not? Like, are you going to go with the light and the life or are you just going to let go and and kind of allow this process of, of dying to happen? What yeah. is it for you? And I knew this, right? And here's the horrific thing that I realized in that moment it wasn't enough for me to live my life for me right mm, that wasn't mm -hmm. enough I I, I mm -hmm. the pain was overwhelming right. I just was like oh like I I just mm -hmm. like just flick the switch off I'm ready to go mm -hmm. then I had this visceral reality of somebody telling my kids that their mm -hmm. mother had died and my kids right. having to grow up without their mom right. and that for me was the only reason I decided to choose life but here's what I know today with I mean we're 20 my son now that that the birth causes he's mm -hmm. 21 now so 21 mm -hmm. years ago this happened to me and over those years I've realized that this is a decision we make every single day if we're awake and aware like am I going to choose life today or am I mm -hmm. going to choose to just go along in the habitual patterns of everything that we do unconsciously and every day now I choose life the, because uh, mm -hmm. so far anyway <laughs> well and i'm so glad that i was prompted to stop and rewind that story yeah. because i because i think because it's so much gives so much greater depth to why you survived right i mean whether it's your kids it's your family it's other people but life is freaking hard sometimes i mean like really yeah. freaking hard and yeah. If you don't have that anchor point, I, you know, I, I think you, to your point, you either just kind of submit to, and, and, and then you're just preparing every day for death, right? Even if it takes 50 years, you know, or, or you choose the alternate and say, no, I'm going to do something different. I think you have to be living life for something bigger or greater or more purposeful than yourself, or it's just not really worth living, I guess.
and, and, and I think your and I think your story so accentuated, and that's when I was, you know. So anyway, now the other the 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 lighter side of that is, have you like when you need your son to do something, do you just say, do you know what the hell you put me through? Do you understand? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you just lean in a little well, on that story and you're like, do you well, realize what I've done for you, son, <laughs> to have you? So I need you to mow the lawn today, right? Yeah, you're like, you're going to mow that lawn. Yeah. Your mom almost died. I was in bed for four years because of you. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's one perspective, isn't it? But the <laughs> well, other it perspective. It's not a good perspective. It's not a good perspective, Jane. I was just throwing well, it's that true. No, no when, when he was 14 and he wasn't unloading the dishwasher, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now good. he's 21. You, now he's yeah, 21. You don't want to guilt him, right? So it's a little bit different. Yeah. But the other side of this is, and this is honestly my true belief, the mm -hmm. gift that my son yes. gave me yes. in that time was I could not have got those realizations and those right. insights in any other way. It was truly a soul gift because where I was at when you interrupted me was I was going back <laughs> into the workplace. I love right? how you just called me out. I love how you called yeah, me out on my yeah. once you interrupted well, you know, me, Matt. You're so rude. Americans are just you, Americans you know? are just rude. We are. Sometimes <laughs> Americans are just rude. Well, thank you for saying that because now I don't need to. But anyway. <laughs> Of course, of anyway, course. so uh, going back into work, uh, going back into the workplace, I had to get mm -hmm. to my client's corner office, uh, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And walking across this open plan cubicle spaced office was like, well, and I'm not joking when I say this, it sounds very cliched, but it was like walking into the living dead. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking and I can feel the energy and the life energy draining mm -hmm. out of me. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I went into a fight or flight response. Like, mm -hmm. I just need to get out of here right now. Right. And it was this. And then I had this. It was followed up by this notion of, has it always been like this in corporate life? And I've just never realized. Right. And then I sit down with my client and we do the coaching and what I hadn't real. And then I come away and it was about five days later his wife called me up, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I've never had anybody's wife call me up before. His <laughs> wife called me up and actually said to me, thank you for giving me my husband back. Oh, wow. And I wow. was like, what? <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm not joking. I was like, what? And I had to unpack what I was doing differently. Mm -hmm. um, and where I got to was, it's this idea of of healing and spirituality and energy, all this stuff I was doing in my private life, mm -hmm. combine that and integrate it with leadership and business and strategy, mm -hmm. but with the knowledge that we are all interconnected mm -hmm. and we start to get a very different perspective on leadership and business and, and the purpose of business and what, what the strategy is for and the fact that business is just human. It's mm -hmm. humans collected totally. together, trying to create something more than an individual can on their own. Yes. But in modern business, we forget that. We think it's processes and systems, and we mm -hmm. re-engineer those processes, and we do culture and all these things. Well, really, that, that for me was a big, big turning point. That's when I knew I had to bring these two worlds together of everything I'd learned from, because I'm a shiatsu trained practitioner and all mm, this stuff mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. energy healing and Chinese medicine and the energy mm -hmm. flow and mm -hmm. bring that into organizational life. So we can harness the energy of the organization so we can be intentional and conscious in our leadership so we can shift to higher ground and really kind of do well and do good at the same time. So and you've that given was the genesis of all that. <laughs> and thank you, because we're gonna. I'm gonna go into each of those or some of those areas. Um, <laughs> so I want to come back to the beginning of this section before you were so rudely interrupted. Before you were so rudely interrupted, <laughs> I don't even know who that guy is. And say you made a very important point that I've heard several times on the show. I know this is true in my own life, and I know that this the last three years have, have been very. A transformative for me. And I am only now waking up to what those transformations are allowing me to do. Mm -hmm. But I will also say that you mentioned that, you know, that, that which was the most uh, physically devastating, probably mentally and spiritually devastating to you was your greatest gift was your, I think that's what mm -hmm. you called it, your greatest gift. And I too feel that way that the lowest spots in my life, the times where I was at the, the lowest points or the the darkest points or the you know the the points of the most negative stuff happening to me in my own perception when I look back you know when I get enough space 
that there is space to look back on those. I, I see that they drive me to do something better with my life or better for other and better for other people. Had I not had those lows, I would never have had the perspective to even want to, to, to do something with that. And, and I think too often in life, we're quick to numb, we're quick to dis, detach from those feelings, we're quick to run. I mean, I think a lot of my life, and I, and I just, I only have these two lenses that I look through, but a lot of my life was spent, you know, in fear of or running from fear. Instead of, you know, I, I've spent some time in India and I've, I've done some, I do my own, have done some, my own spiritual journey. And there was uh, some monks in India that I studied with that said, what do you do if the tiger's chasing you, right? And I was like, what do you mean? What do you do if the tiger, and they said, you, you let the tiger eat you, right? You just turn and let the tiger eat you because then there's no longer you, right? And it's just the being present. Right. I was, and I'm like, because then your fear is gone, right? And so, right. and so I just really, you know, most of our guests that come on the show that I like the most, and I love you, the, I like and I love you the most, Jane. I'm just going to put you in that category. I'm going to put you up no, in the top. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Forever in a day. But because it's so, the hero's journey, if you want to call it, it it's mm -hmm. it's so interwoven. Your story is a representation of, it's in all of us. We have the ability and the capacity, and I just didn't want to miss this point. We have the ability and the capacity to be the heroes in our own journey if we just have that perspective, right? Yeah. And, you, and you were able to, in that moment of the sun shining through that hospital window, you were able to you know, even in that space of not wanting to be physically here, you were able to have that perspective of that you were going to be the hero for somebody bigger, for your family, for your kids, right? Yeah. And, and I think, yeah. you know, so it, it, that's just so important that I think so often in the hero's journey, we get lost in the dark night of the soul or the low point, And we think that that's going to be forever. And I'm here to tell myself and anybody listening that that doesn't last forever. And if nothing else, don't take my word for it. Take Jane's word for it because she's a lot smarter than yep. I am. And, and, <laughs> and she's got some really, really good awareness. And so I just didn't, you, you've got so many golden nuggets. I just don't want to run over these golden nuggets and, yeah. and lose them. That's why I'm spending so much time to go into that because it's such, and if you don't know what the hero's journey is, Google it. There's tons of videos on the heroes, uh, Joseph Campbell. I think you're right. Joseph Campbell's a hero's yeah. journey. And so, so go out there and, and, and if nothing else, it may give you, I'm not saying it'll make your life easier. It may just give you perspective. Your life didn't get easier. Once the sun hit your legs, your life was still hard for a while. Mm -hmm. I, I would, and, and still to some degree is physically is what you said. There's still, yeah. there's still things, there but, is still things. Yeah. But you're, but you're, talking to you, your energy and the way, you know, you present yourself or the way you are, uh, you know, you, you would never know that as to your point. And the thing that changed really is your person. And you can tell me what changed, but from the outside of you, it was your perspective and your view of the thing and your purpose and meaning in, in life. Is that accurate to say? Absolutely. Yeah, because it was the beginning, that light on the window was the beginning of me finding what I think of as a true purpose, or a, I even think of it now as a soul's calling, mm -hmm. like I'm being called, I'm being invited mm -hmm. into a different right. space, a different energy. And when you're talking about the hero's journey, Matt, I think mm -hmm. about the fact that, you know, it's very easy to think of my entire life as a hero's journey, mm -hmm. but there's also multiple mm -hmm. hero's journeys right. that we take. So sure. this opportunity that we have as humans to completely reinvent ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it takes a trauma to do that, but it doesn't have to, because sometimes I get off stage after speaking and people mm -hmm. come up to me and say, I haven't had a life-changing trauma like that. Does that mean I can never change? No, because we are intentional and conscious enough to just raise our awareness, cr create a commitment and an intention. And you can do this. You don't need something to take you to your knees right. before you have this level of, of shift and change. But you do need a commitment to a purpose that's bigger than you, which is what you're mm -hmm. talking about here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So important. Yes. And, and yes, because my first moment of that kind of that shift for me was not a traumatic experience. It was literally sitting in front of a computer screen in the, in the same office I'm shooting this podcast 20 some years ago or 20 years ago, roughly. And it was just the realization and I've made it prettier since then. I've done the grades because they're cool, but it was the realization that I was basically, my realization was I'm sitting in a computer, I'm tapping away. And I was like, 
And I just had this visual perspective of a monkey sitting on my desk watching me, like, and I'm spending four or five hours pecking away at this piece of plastic, looking at this piece of plastic, and I'm not doing anything. And I was like, if a monkey was watching me do this, the monkey would think that is an insane creature. It just sits here all day and pecks yeah. on that little plastic board. And it just stares at that plastic screen. And I went, if this is life, then I have, if this is life, then this isn't what I signed up for. Right. And, 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 and it took a, and, and that was my toe into the water. I was definitely not in the deep end. That was just kind of the first, I need to do something to figure out what life is. Because, so it wasn't a heart attack. It wasn't a car accident. You know, now the, the, this last, to your point of the cycles, this last go around with the closure of the world and then the reopen of the world, that was a, that was a son of a bitch. I'll be honest. I'm going to cuss on my own show. <laughs> that was, that was not the toe in the little end of the pool. That was like, grab right. this, grab this uh, kettlebell, <laughs> this 50 pound kettlebell and jump into the 30 foot water and see how long you can breathe under the water. That was more of the experience, <laughs> but, but thank gosh, it, you know, it hasn't manifested physically as much other it was more of a mental, spiritual thing, which I am so thankful mm. for. So how are you bridging? And, and feel free to backtrack if we need to, but how are you bridging? Because this is a piece that I think is so prevalent, is becoming more and more prevalent now in business. And especially with this millennial generation and the generation behind them, they want to make money and they have dreams and they have goals and they have aspirations, but they want to do it for a purpose. And so first, uh, you're, you're so fun. Sorry, I'm rambling on, but you just got me all excited. So Jane, what you, you talked about, you know, your purpose. Now, what is your purpose? If you don't mind me just calling that out? No. Um, so my purpose is to help raise the consciousness of humanity. Doesn't that sound amazing and big, but actually what that means is just one conversation. At exactly. A time. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right? And, that's which it. is happening, which is, hap that's why I'm getting so fired up. And that's why in the beginning, I said, well, we could go with this podcast for a long time, because I feel that <laughs> that's your intention. But I feel mm -hmm. it's like I'm getting smarter just talking to you. <laughs> and so, and so how are you because now you're full blown, uh, I told you to be fun. Right. <laughs> but you did. You did. And I didn't lie, did I? I don't lie. No, this is great. <laughs> how how are you? Well, because I'm so excited about because it's something that I've been working on, something I've been thinking about for months and months and months and months and months, and months is how do I blend my own purpose, um, knowing what I know and experiencing what I experience on this, I would call spiritual side or personal, interpersonal spiritual side with the tactics of sales and marketing and HR and accounting and which I love. I love, you know, some of those things. I don't love all of them, but I love, you know, some of the numbers in the system. I, I love business, right? And I love business owners. I love business right. people because I am one, but it's, but it's, it's deeper than that. To, I think you said this in the show that when you're in business, especially when you're in business for yourself or you're a small business owner, it is the greatest catalyst for personal growth. And I believe spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I do believe that business is the biggest lever for transformation and change we have. And I, when I say mm -hmm. that, I mean it at an individual level. Mm -hmm. I mean it at an organizational level, at a country level, mm -hmm. but also at a global level. Yes, Because totally. it kind of transcends all of those different levels. And and business is one of those. It's, a, it's like a marriage, isn't it? Like it's mm -hmm. like a partnership in that way. It's, it challenges us. It's the best of times and the worst of times. Yes. But yes. if we're awake and aware, we it really does develop us. And I believe now it develops us at a soul level. So say me, let me say something very provocative, mm -hmm. which is that I believe modern business has become a waste ground of the soul. Right? <laughs> so what do I mean by that? What yes. I mean is it's it's. It's very interesting going into organizations as an external person, because just in the reception area, I can get a really good sense of the culture of the organization, right? Just by mm -hmm. watching people yep. wandering through the, mm -hmm. the reception yep. area, you get a really good sense. Now, here's what this is, right? Most of us don't talk about the fact that in life and in business, the really important things that are driving the show are actually invisible. 
They're mm. like the subtle mm -hmm. energies underneath everything. If we think of right. things that, that matter most was like love and connection and relationship, mm -hmm. you can't see that. You can't touch it and feel it. Just like in business culture, right? You know, culture, you, right? And yeah, leadership, mm -hmm. leadership, you can't see. You can see a leader, but you can't see yeah, the right. leadership throughout the organization. So what we don't realize is that we're all trying to shape the future. That's also an invisible thing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to shape a better future for ourselves individually. And, you know, when we come together collectively in organizational mm -hmm. life, but what we've somehow lost or, or what we've kind of put on a pedestal is this scientific mindset, this rational, logical, evidence-based mm -hmm. way of doing things that is in the pursuit of profit at any cost. Mm -hmm. And it's like we've forgotten. So that polarity of like, you know, my business school education that's over there. Right. And then over here, like you were describing, is the spiritual path, the journey, mm -hmm. kind of the sense of like how we co-create reality and create our own lives and mm -hmm. all of this that we can get from ancient texts and scriptures and mm -hmm. energy healing and spirituality and all these other kind of modalities but when we bring these two together into something that one of my spiritual teachers would often think of as the middle way like mm -hmm. instead of meditation mm -hmm. or path. action mm -hmm. we have contemplation in the middle yeah. well that's kind of how I see my work now is how can we integrate the business and the technology and the logical rational scientific mindset over there with the invisible which is more of the kind of the the old ways of doing things you know the interconnectivity the unity of life, the purpose-driven ways of living and being in the world. And, and also, I've all, always taught leadership from the inside out. So it's not just about what you do. Like it's that cliche that we all talk about all the time now, but back in the 90s, we didn't, mm -hmm. which is this idea of who are you being and who are you becoming? Because mm. if you show up to your organizational life or your leadership with an unhealed story or, you know, you really need healing as the very first step of change. And that mm -hmm. can be at all levels of system again. So when I look at my work, I realize that, you know, actually, we don't have the language for where we're headed. And I saw a stat, actually, Matt, that by next year, 75% of the U.S. workforce will be made up of millennials. Hmm. Right. And the millennials. 75%? 75%. That wow. is huge. That is. And so, so this idea of purpose and post, you know, lockdown, mm -hmm. everybody's searching for more meaning. Like yes. it's like yep. we've we've had the time out now. Like yep. it's almost like the world just went, okay, go and have a time out and think about mm -hmm. what you're really doing here. And is it what you want to be doing? Right. And so now we're like questioning everything. We're looking for more meaning. Customers, clients are looking for more meaning. Mm -hmm. So it's being driven through the marketplace. I mean, who the hell wants to work with an organization that's not awake and aware these days? Right, exactly. Right? So mm -hmm. we are getting winners and losers starting to show in the marketplace now because this is being demand-led and every consumer has a voice, which means that it's changing the game. The game mm -hmm. we thought we were playing pre-pandemic is not the game we're playing in business today. And thank God, I mean, you know, thank yes. God, because it's like a massive awakening now. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's scrambling to try and get the top talent because we've got a skill shortage coming up. You know, mm -hmm. we've got all of these things. We've got we've got recession that everybody's talking about. And, you know, and they'll probably create it through the media because they keep talking about it. But the way that our lives are shaped today, you know, it's time that we actually took a pause, each mm -hmm. of us individually and said, what a, it's a great quote from Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. What am I going to do with the time that I've been given? Mm. And not only what can I do for myself and the mm -hmm. people that I love that are close to me, but what does the world need from me now? Because if I know anything, the world needs change makers. It needs us right now. It needs us to have a growing awareness of the interconnectivity of life so we can live in resonance with ourselves and all living things. It's time we expanded our horizons for change and started to realize that the possibilities are endless. They're amazing. And we don't have to just keep doing what we've always done. We can reinvent and innovate and be creative and really start to shape a future that will be a better future for all, not just for the me and the I, me, mine, 
but for all of us, because isn't it time that we did that? <laughs> I love you. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I love you. And I'm not just saying that because I love you. I actually love you. <laughs> the um, Everything you said was just a mic drop. They talk about that. And I'm saying it right now. Jane just did a mic drop for humanity, not just for me, not just for you, the listeners, or the, you know, she just did a mic drop for humanity. A hundred thousand percent. You, you're, you're speaking my language. You're definitely, I think everything you're saying, you said a lot more eloquently than I've been able to phrase. That's why I was just at some point, I just got super quiet. Cause I was like, this is really good stuff right here. This is the, this is the <laughs> magic. Right. And, and I was actually twice. I thought, you know, it's too bad that for the people born on foreign soil can't run for presidential office. That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> Jane Warlow for president. That's what I was going to, we'll form our own party. Damn it. We'll just do it. It'll, it'll be 70, right. It'll be the millennial party. Right. And the rest of us will just get the benefit of it, but it'll right. be the millennial party and 75% voter base. We're going to have this thing. But, <laughs> see, I told you it would be fun. <laughs> That is just what you just said was amazing. It was just an amazing, I don't even know what to call it, declaration or or call out, or it was just truly amazing. And I so appreciate the passion, the passion and the, oh gosh, clarity, passion and clarity with which you said it. I know that wasn't rehearsed. That's not something that you're, you know, you rehearsed before the show. I was like, okay, Jane, here's the lines, <laughs> right? We didn't feed those to you on a teleprompter. So, so how, how do we, I'm almost scared of the answer. How do we do more of what you just said? How do we lean in? How do we do? Cause that is this being, you know, that's the being, how do you see us doing this more? How this, this connecting the purpose, connecting the passion, connecting the doing good, you know, doing the, the greater good. Um, how do you see that working? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I could answer that in so many different perspectives, but I, I'm, I'm going to yes. start with what my, I think Michael Jackson said it a long time ago <laughs> with the man in the mirror. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> but it, it really, it really starts there because, you know, I think one of the threads that runs through my work is this idea of resonance. Right mm -hmm. now, if you look that up on online, they're just going to show you MRI, like magnetic resonance imaging stuff. Mm -hmm. But what right. I really mean about resonance is, is the frequency at which you're living your life. And there are different energetic frequencies that we all live our life at. And I, in my models and my maps of the world, I've, I've now come to rest with nine different levels, but I'll just mm -hmm. talk there three groups not, of three. Not, not nine, nine, nine levels of resonance. Is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. Energetic, right? So nine levels of energy. You yes. can think mm -hmm. of them through the easy way to get level uh, one to seven is through the chakras as well, because mm -hmm. that's yep. integrated into it. Some of Ken Wilber's work on integral yep. is also integrated in, in there. Some mm -hmm. of this spiral yep. dynamics is also I was just, oh my gosh, this is that. why I love you. Cause I didn't want to say spiral <laughs> dynamics. Cause I didn't want to take away from your nine. Cause I was like, this is spiral dynamics. And so I was going through, but There's I didn't want yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to mess with your nine. I was like, I'm going to leave Jane's nine alone and not compare it to spiral dynamics, yeah. but yes, you're totally. But There's elements of all of these things. So it's very research-based and it's all it... kind of linked in. But what I want you to know is, cause you don't need to is understand it... all the levels. Is it possible that, that maybe I was adopted. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you and I are brother and sister and somehow I was adopted. I'm going to call my mom right after the show. And I'm going to say, where was I actually born? <laughs> was I born in England? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I just met my sister today. <laughs> so, yeah. um, okay. I'm sorry. Back to the, but we, we need to be serious. This is about so, business. <laughs> so, yeah, so, 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 so the nine levels. So, so let me explain this yes, to you, because do. when you get this, when you get this, it really changes everything, right? And because mm -hmm. here's, here's what it is, the nine levels. So people live at nine different frequencies. Mm -hmm. And what you have to realize is that, so they go, and I'll just spread them out a little bit in an easy way, instead of talking about nine. So mm -hmm. physical, some of the levels lead with physical uh, energy, mm -hmm. some with emotional energy, some with cognitive and intellectual energy, some with more spiritual and unified mm -hmm. kind of energy. Mm -hmm. But um, every single level has its own worldview, 
Now, what does that mean? It has its own belief system, its own languaging, its own way that it deals with the physical world, with emotions, what it believes, how it behaves, everything that it does. Now, we've got these nine levels. So in organizational life, you have all of them. They're all mm -hmm. there in, in a mm -hmm. team or whatever. They're all there. So part of leadership is understanding where am I? Like, what am I aware of? What level of resonance? And when I talk about resonance, I'm talking about what am I aware of right now? And am I aware of just the external world? Because a lot of leaders, they think that, you know, organizational growth is out here. It's not right. out here. Right. It starts in here Inside. because yep. what you believe or don't believe determines what you will and won't do. Mm -hmm. So therefore, everything begins with belief. So what am I aware of? And then how aligned am I in my, so very simply, we could just go with my head, my heart and my, my gut, you know, how mm -hmm. aligned am I in what I'm saying? And am I doing what I say I will do when I will say I will do it? All those kind of mm -hmm. things is my resonance intact in the alignment. Mm -hmm. Now we go to the external world and in the attunement, am I able to attune to the people and the circumstances and situations and the relationships that I'm in? Am I able to meet people where they are? Can I read their energy and see what they need from me so that I can meet them where they are? They are mm -hmm. and then the final step is integration mm -hmm. but here's the key thing i want listeners to understand is these are nine different ways of being in the world right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest issues i think we have in and outside of organizational life is how we deal with difference and to mm -hmm. me this is the key to everything mm -hmm. for the future mm -hmm. if we continue to conflict with difference whatever that is right mm -hmm. you know then then we we are just kind of keeping ourselves in our limited vibration when what we right. really need to understand is full spectrum resonance. How mm -hmm. can we move around the levels okay. according to the situations and the relationships that we're in? How can we meet people where we are while still maintaining our own sense of kind of radical authenticity? How can I be me and yet still be in relationship with you? Mm -hmm. Right. So to me, this is the key to everything, because if I take somebody from like the top level and somebody from the bottom level, they can't communicate together right. because they have very <clears throat> different perspectives. Mm -hmm. But if we can start to understand and gain an understanding of all these different levels of, of resonance and because you could also see them as levels of consciousness. Right. Then what, what that saying, means yeah. is. Yeah, what that means now is we have a common understanding. We have a common language in which I can understand this difference. And now we can work together to create something bigger and better and more intentional than we would have done if we were just on our own, like little islands, thinking that this life mm -hmm. is just individual and I'm all on my own like a lone wolf trying mm -hmm. to survive it. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is this is the bridge. It's really it's about understanding. It's about compassion through the heart, because the energy level in the middle that that connects, I call it the bridging energy mm -hmm. level. It is mm -hmm. actually the energy of the heart chakra level four. Mm -hmm. So we take those survival energies like I can't talk to people that are in survival mode, just trying to put food on the table to feed their kids right. about, you know, right. the unified interconnected universe yes. that right, they're right. just trying Doesn't to put food on sense. the table. Yeah. Right. right. So and we got to get that taken care of first. Yeah. The resonance really comes in. And to me, this is the true integration of everything I know about business and strategy and organizational development and growth and business and life, right the way through to the, the, the kind of the healing, the spirituality, everything I've learned from the Vedas to Chinese medicine, right the way through bringing these together and taking the best of everything so that we can get truly intentional about the way I live my life and how my life fits into the whole because we're we're writing history right now it's really easy to forget that but what they're going to look back on in 100 years because these are soul defining times we're living through and you know a lot of the people that i work with one of the questions is are you going to be part of the solution are you going to be part of the problem you're killing it's me your choice your choice what yes, do you want to do matt come on matt what are you going to be i am i i am Yes. Okay. Here we go. No, I, <laughs> I am going to be the best servant of God that I can possibly be. That is where I'm at in my space and time right now. I am, I focus on that a lot and I focus on uh, that connection daily. Um, but then I also make sure I focus on it as an experience of life, not just a 
cognitive, a cognitive, since you called me out, I called you out. This is fair. Yeah. But each and every day, I just focus as much as I can on uh, being the vessel with which grace, I call it God, but which grace flows mm-hmm. through so that I can impact as, I, so I can be, so I can have an impact, I guess, on, with people that I'm with, right? That's where I'm. I love that. Yeah, that's. Can that's I where speak to something there? Because here's something I know about you now. Uh oh, okay? here we go. Here we go. The big <laughs> reveal that I don't even know is coming. Yes, please. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am ready. So what it means to me is you are truly a resonant leader. Mm. Why? Because you're not just puffing your chest up in command right. and control and trying to give authority over people you understand power Mm -hmm. and this is one of the places where I spend a lot of my time with clients is Mm -hmm. helping them understand the receptive nature of leadership Mm. what does it mean to surrender to Mm. go with the flow to follow the charge of life where it wants to take you Mm -hmm. to allow the work to move through you to truly feel and listen to the whispers of your soul so that you feel fulfilled because you're becoming fully expressed in the work and the life that you're leading. Mm. Now, I know that about you from you just describing what you just said, because, Mm -hmm. you know, that is the most important thing, I think, of our time now is to realize that the leadership we knew before is mm-hmm. of another era right now we know differently mm-hmm. what will we do differently now that we know that's wow. the big question what will we do yeah, totally and that that is the question i've been asking myself for two and a half three years and still am mm-hmm. i'm getting closer and closer each day with what am i to do with that or what am i choosing going to choose to do with that which i know to be true and as the truth continues to unfold and express itself right every day is a new truth There's not, you know, each day I'm like, oh yeah. In fact, I was having a text conversation with a friend of mine last night and I was kind of joking, like I've been doing with you. I was kind of joking, but then all of a sudden some really profound stuff was coming through that like that was, I was starting to text them and it just got deeper. And, and, and at one point I just found that I was just in tears as I was texting this to the person because I, all of a sudden it was, there was the awareness that, that even though I was getting to experience the grace and the joy of the message that was coming through that I was texting, that this was really, this message was meant for them to, to go deeper within themselves in a way Mm -hmm. to express their art. They're an artist to express their art more fully so that it, so that others may experience the grace that they're experiencing. It was like, I'm not asking you to do this uh, thing to just do it. It's because the world needs this, right? This isn't for you. This isn't for you. This is, you're just the vessel and not to be, not, I'm not making less than of that. It's like, you're called to do this because it's going to help others versus I want to look at this pretty painting type thing. Right. And so in the beginning I was joking and then all of a sudden I was caught. It was just like, okay. And then, and then it's always funny how the joke's on you, right? (laughs) It's for me anyway. (laughs) So I have this sarcastic, typically post COVID, I had a very sarcastic sense of humor, but now it's always funny because that's what that's how grace uses me because in the end it was like, oh, I'm, I'm just an idiot. Right. And not in, I'm not being (laughs) right. I'm not being down on myself. It's like, I started to laugh because I'm like, ah, you're very good at using me for stuff like this. And I enjoy it, (laughs) but it's always like at the end of it, it's like, but the joke's still on me. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like the the punchline is you're still an idiot, Matt, but, but anyway, but not, but not in a, not in a, in an intelligence way, more just in a, yeah, you're eventually going to figure out that, yeah, I am using you for good, but you're, you're just not always aware of it. You dropped some big <laughs> things in this episode. You dropped full spectrum resonance. I wrote that down. You, you, you like drop these, when I say drop, you're like, like exploding into consciousness, full spectrum resonance. I was like, that's a cool term. You could just write a book called <laughs> full spectrum resonance or right, right after that soul defining time. This is a soul defining time. I'm like, boom. Boom, there's like bombs going off in here. It's like we're in some type of like awareness warfare and you're dropping like nuclear bombs. I was like, sometimes we go on the show, we're throwing like little darts, maybe some grenades. You're like like nuking entire cities. You're just like, whoosh, whoosh. You're like, like whoa, you've just gone. So if you're listening to this and, and you feel hungover, you have a headache, you need to lay down for a couple of days. Please know that it's Jane's fault, <laughs> not mine. 
I am not the one <laughs> dropping nuclear weapons into our conversation. That is Jane, <laughs> right? So email her. I don't want. I don't want to hear about your headache, <laughs> right? Um, uh, yes. Wow. 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 This is just. I. I. I don't think I've had this much fun or this much depth in a. I always have fun on the show, but you know, Byron Katie. Do you know who Byron Katie is? Of course, yeah. Okay, so I had Byron Katie on the show first first year I was doing this show. And she was just like, it was just so beautiful to be so, she's just so in the moment every moment, right? She's never not in the moment. She's just always present. Right. And it's just amazing being in her presence. And I would I would say that, that, well, that was amazing. This has been amazing in a whole other way because it connects so many of the dots in my own life. And I'm sure for our listeners, so many of the dots in their lives because you're just speaking the truth of the reality of where we are as a society, or especially for people that are open to the message, right? You're speaking to the people who are open to the message, but there's just so many of us who are like, what's my purpose in life? Uh, What am I supposed to be doing? You know, what are the gifts that I have that I don't even know maybe that I have them? What are these, you know, what, what, what tools do I have in my kit that I maybe I've had, but I've used them so much. I don't even realize that other people could, you know, like, so yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. You're just amazing, Jane. I am so <laughs> glad that. that you made that. I'm so I'm so thankful for your kids, right? I am so thankful for yeah, your kids that too. you chose to stick around to have this conversation me with me 20 some odd years later. So it's like, what a blessing that you are to to definitely to me personally, but then just the world. Wow, you're amazing. You. Sorry, I, I'm not Thank meaning you. to. <laughs> I'm not meaning to. We never met before today. To be clear, we've never <laughs> talked to each other. I don't know. Literally, I yeah. usually, the way our system works, I don't even know who's coming onto the show until the day of, usually, because I, I just want to be fresh and clear with whoever the guest is coming on. And so I just want to say that this wasn't uh, pre-planned. We didn't go, wow, you know what? There's some interesting things to talk about. <laughs> nope, you just no. came on the show and like nuked everything and gave us clarity. And now we have this new, we have this new these new like little seeds of of growth that will grow up and make this into a beautiful forest. So I appreciate the the trimming of the tree, the trimming of the <laughs> vine, so to speak. What? I don't even know how to end the show. I know we're at the top of the hour. I promised you that we would get out. I also promised you we would probably run long, but how do we even get out of this show? I just want to like save the rest of the world. It's like, okay, you've saved part of the world. How do we save the, all of the world? You have a, so I'll, I'll do tactical stuff now. You have a podcast which I'm going to have to start listening to now. Do you still uh, work with clients? I mean, kind of what's your, how do people become disciples of Jane is really what I want to ask. Because do you have like a discipleship program or are you a guru or some kind? Is there like, you know, I've been in ashrams. I, you know, I'm Christian by, by beating, but um, meaning that I've come to it on my knees and I appreciate my Christian spirit now, which I didn't always, but, you know, but I've sat with some Indian gurus and I've, been in some woo-woo deals and done some fun stuff. So how do you become a disciple of Jane? Where do people go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely come and listen to my podcast. The Sacred Changemakers podcast is where I platform conversations that don't usually get platformed, put it that yeah. way. People that are doing well and doing good in the world mm-hmm. uh, and, and real change makers that are interested in shaping a better future for us all. So that's the Sacred Changemakers podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Come to the website, sacredchangemakers.com. I do have an inner circle. It is invitation only, but mm-hmm. it's for people doing this work because it's mm-hmm. it's difficult work to do. And so it's a supportive spiritual community, but we're also, we're cross-cultural. So we're sharing the best practices from Europe, right the way through to America and, you know, and everywhere in between. So we are having those conversations and doing that work. If you're a coach, come to Coaches Business School. I teach coaches how to build uh, conscious businesses because I truly believe coaches are another another mm-hmm. thing that of can course. really help us. I think the world needs coaching right now. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, I'm sure the coaches will forgive me for saying this. They're usually rubbish at doing business. So because <laughs> they don't like the internet marketing way of doing it. Right. So come right. and learn how to do it in a conscious way. That's another thing. And then if you're a leader in an organization, my private client practice, I still work with leaders and teams and organizations, mm-hmm. um, really helping leaders step into the power of their leadership. So, and do it through resonance, which is what you've heard me talk about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything and any everything in those in those places. So 
yeah, that's me. But really, I think what I want, can I just say this? Because I but, want the listeners to know. Yes, but before you do, though, because I'm going to end with that oh. mic drop, because I know it's going to be big and I want to be able to close with it, right? So don't ruin this for me. Um, okay. So I'm just kidding on that last part. Um, is it, I want to be clear so that people know how to connect with you. So tell me the name of the podcast again. So I make sure we get that clear. Sacred, sacred change makers change makers podcast and then is it mm -hmm. sacred change makers.com dot org dot co dot okay so it's which one is, okay so it's sacred change makers.com okay i just wanted yeah. to make sure i had those for the show because i don't want thank people you to, people <laughs> to go well thank you i just you know i and and i don't know what the cut the show should get for all the disciples that you will sign up from this but <laughs> <laughs> but I am sure that you will, it, it's an energy exchange of some kind. The, um, <laughs> the All right. So now I'm going to let you just finish us off, Jane. How, how do you want to finish us off? What okay. do you want to make sure that we know or understand? I think what I want people to know and understand is that we're all on a journey here and it's not about me. It's about you and the decisions that you make with your life and the time that you've been given and just to give you like a very succinct way of describing my path through business I started off with a career then I had a, a business my own business then I had a purpose-driven business now I have a calling and that's changed everything so you know create some space in your life go out into nature reconnect to nature you know the indigenous peoples talk about going and standing among the tall ones which is just the trees mm -hmm. let let the world speak to you and and ask yourself the questions because i do believe and it's probably because i'm biased as a coach but the questions that we ask ourselves are what truly shape our lives so think about what the questions are that you're asking yourself you know, and it could be, what do I need to do? It could be in the I, me, mine section. And I don't want to negate that because in the systems of life that we live within today, that is very important, right? So yes, you need to live a good life, a meaningful life, one that fulfills you. But the other side of that is you're a part of humanity. You're here today with a purpose, right? You wouldn't be alive on the planet if you didn't have some part to play. What is that? That's a question for you to answer yourself in your own way. And don't think that changing the world has to be big. It doesn't. It's just one person, one conversation at a time. But really ask yourself, what does the world need from you now? Because that question, it may be different every time you ask it, what bubbles up. But don't just let your head answer. Let it come from the whispers of your soul. Reconnect to your soul. Let it have expression in your life because that will change the meaning of everything that you do and follow that energetic life charge because when you choose life, life chooses you back. Beautiful. Uh, and I'll just leave that mic drop right there. Jane, I, I really have been honored and feel so grateful to have had this conversation with you today. You are a delight and thank you for allowing me to play and you you know use humor um but i do want you to know from the bottom of my heart i really do appreciate what you did today for me and for those who are listening it was amazing it was amazing on so many different levels and so i just want to thank you for what you've done the, and the things that you've traversed to get here and just the authenticity and the grace with which you do it. So thank you so much for coming on this show. And you you have an open format to come on this show anytime you want, because it it was, I'm serious. Um, you could come, literally, we could do this every week. Um, but I really appreciate, <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Um, the, I really, I can't help myself. Um, I really do appreciate the work you're doing. And I personally want to stay connected with you because you are such an inspiration. Your, your voice is the, is my voice, right? It's the, it's the whispers that I've heard in my own head. It's the whispers I've felt in my own heart. And so for me, you're just, you're helping give voice to something that I was already feeling, but it, you just do such a good job of giving it words and eloquence to it. In fact, as you were closing out this, I'm like, I'm, I want to, you know, send this to my wife. I've got a good friend. I'm just going to download the raw footage and just send it right to them and say, well, you, you've got to listen to this. This is just truly amazing. And I'm not just saying, I don't, if you listen to my show, I don't say these things often or ever, but I really am just humbled and grateful all at once. 
Thank you, Matt. It truly was my pleasure. You're an amazing interview and I love your energy. I feel you, my friend. I don't just hear you. And that's what resonance is. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, I will be reaching out to you myself, but then certainly uh, you think I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're like, you don't know what you've just done for yourself. You'll be like, oh my gosh, it's like a little stray dog. He just won't go away. I fed him a little bit of scraps from the table and now he just away it's like matt no no i have like other things i need to do and i'm like no 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 gave me that little bit of bacon from the table and now i now i'm going to come back for scraps um but i will take your scraps uh the uh so 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 the, uh, uh, so thank you so much for for doing this today and like i said i I'll, i'm i'm a big fan because of of what you're doing and who you are. So thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. I will do. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E vibe, B-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.